Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, folks. Welcome back to the latest Mountain Westwire football podcast, MWR.com. We are, I'm Drew Every here, hanging out with Matt if you're not sure who we are. MWCR on Twitter. We're doing countdowns. We have updated projections. We have television drops today, Matt. How excited are you? Because we're very, very close. I should check the calendar of doing team-by-team team previews pretty soon. You know what? I've been doing my homework uh, basically all spring long. Um, that's kind of uh, admittedly what the uh, the post-spring depth rankings that we talked about on the podcast um, and, and rolled out in a series of articles about a couple weeks ago now at this point but you know all that work helps me sort of get initially familiar with a lot of new faces and in pretty much every single place and i have to think that you know as we start getting into more of those team previews uh, our listeners by extension will also learn a little more about uh, a lot of new covers across the mountain west we do and i just did the math matt we already we're already behind we're well. recording this. We well, almost, almost. It's eighty-nine days as you record this on the thirty-first of May. Thirty-first of May. I just kind of back twelve weeks from not the season, but I believe from the uh, week before. And technically, yes. you're starting our week one, our, our team one preview tomorrow to be on track. So we got some work. You can't to rush. You can't rush a good thing. <laughs> That's true. We'll get it for you guys. We maybe two a week, but we'll get going. We're gonna be back in a more regular schedule. You got Labor Day or some Memorial Day and stuff like that. Father's Day is coming up, so we'll figure it out what's going on. But I just looked at the mouth like, oh boy, because we mentioned it last podcast. We got to look into that. But we've been giving gifts this week. We have TV information came out, not just the Mountain West, which is helpful because you have Big Ten did a bunch, ESPN, SEC, Big 12. So it, it kind of cross pollinates with um, the Mountain West because there's non conference games like UNLV at Michigan, regular CBS. So that's something to keep track yeah, of. Which, which all... apparently, uh, and I forget who put the tweet out there, uh, UNLV's first ever game on CBS. That makes sense. They've only been with C- well, they've been with CBS Sports Network, CBS Family for a while, but it's only been, what, since 2019. The, the new contract, the most recent one, they had a couple games on over the air. So that's good for them. Yeah. And hey, I mean, you know, they, you know they would have otherwise you know, had to go to like some SEC school, I would imagine, to, to get on to over the air CBS in like September or something like that. And they did play on NBC a couple of times, having been to Notre Dame. Notre Dame or what was year. that game on Peacock last year? I forget. I it might have been both. Could have been both. They do both. But it's good. But also, big college football news, not just Mountain West, but like, wait, Big Ten's on CBS. You're living on the rock. NBC has called school prime time week one through three sock, but it's there. Actually, sorry, week one, Penn State, Virginia. That's fine. West Virginia. That's fine. But we got TV info. So if you're looking for some non-conference, you typically will see. I know the SEC, this is their final year of their CBS deal. So that'll kind of go away next year to ESPN, ABC. But you'll see a little bit differences just where you can find Big Ten games on NBC, CBS. Big 12 has new teams like UCF, um, BYU, Cincinnati, and Houston. So there's a couple on the schedule. So that's something to kind of look forward to. Like, oh, wait, they're in that conference or they're on that channel now. 
So, let's get, well, when we look at the schedule stuff, what it, my first big takeaway was there's what if I'm if my math is correct, five over the year games is that correct? As of as I of believe time, so, change. yeah. Because you mentioned UNLV, Michigan. There's also you know Boise State. There's opener at Washington, uh, week one on ABC. ABC. How surprised uh, are you? That one, that, one, that one surprised me actually a bit. Not necessarily. I mean, you're talking about a Boise State team that could potentially be a top 25 team at the at the onset of the year, it versus a, a Washington team that figures to be very much in the mix for the Pac-12 crown. So it's potentially a matchup of top 25 teams. I don't know if I'm going to go so far as to guarantee the Boise State will get there. And that's um, what, week three? No, no, no. That's week one. Why is my... Okay, so maybe I should use our website because you were up. I went to fbschedules.com and they only list the Mountain West games on there, they, like home games. They didn't list the other ones. So I am... My mistake on that. Apologies. But it is week one. You're right. ABC... What else is going on? I guess we go and spread out because you have like Utah, Florida. You have Sunday games, which we'll get to um, the Mountain West Monday night game. So it does make sense. Also, it can be a pretty. You know what else I think is interesting? What is that? Air Force at Navy, which is a 10 a.m. Mountain Time kickoff, uh, is on CBS. But Air Force versus Army, which by the way is in Denver rather than Colorado Springs, on CBS Sports Network later in November. It's usually been flipped, right? I, I mean, if it were up to me, yeah. Why you think Army's the better game? Yes, I do. Okay, I'm just curious. I'm just hey, watch your thoughts, man. I'm just saying. Don't, uh, no, I mean, I mean we'll, this... we'll talk more about Navy when we get to that team preview. But uh, you, you can't see me kind of grimacing. But that's what I was doing. <laughs> Keenan Reynolds didn't walk through that door. They cut. They fired. That's Kendrick true. That's Luke, true. Kendrick Olu. The best thing about Keenan Reynolds, which I wish happened. Okay, we'll go to Tangier because it's off season. Do you remember when he was like his people know? You should know who Keenan Reynolds is. Reynolds is Navy was in the American title game that year. I don't think they won it, if I recall. But he was an Army so, game, no. and had he been Heisman finals, he was very close. He would have taken the chopper from, I believe, Baltimore to New York City that night after the game to make a spectacular, spectacular entrance for the Heisman ceremony, wearing his uh, Navy. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what it's attired. You're, you know, what I'm talking about just what you typical. Mm-hmm. Armed forces people wear as blues. I think it's called blues or something, but I'm, I'm probably butchering this dra- dra- dramatically. But he'd be dressed up in his official naval oh, geez, just attire. I'm going to stick with that word that you see when there's on at the football game or their class mm-hmm. or they're all doing official business. That would have been amazing, but it did not happen. But he's not coming back. But yeah, you're correct. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong schedule here. But yeah, they have um, that game. I see which week one. Yeah, ABC. That one's 1:30 Mountain Time. So it's 12:30 Pacific out there. And Pacific Northwest there. There are, I like the schedule. So what are the other over there games real quick, Matt? What do you have? Uh, you know, I didn't make a list of every single one of them. Um, but I know that, you know, Wyoming's season opener at home against Texas Tech, also on CBS. And then the following day, that. following day, a Sunday, mind you, mm-hmm. Oregon State at San Jose State is on CBS as well. Give that to me, but I want that game so bad. That game's going to be amazing. That game is going to be awesome because I, yeah, I think there might there might be like Oregon one or State. two that I'm forgetting off the top of my head. Oh, and also, um, San Diego State hosting UCLA on Track, September that's on CBS. But that Oregon State because I was um, went to Nevada this past weekend just to do some stuff. And I'm like, huh, let's mm-hmm. put ten bucks in Oregon State to win the national title plus seven thousand. Why not? 
I think they're going to be really good. And I still think they could lose to San Jose State. But that game, I think CBS is doing a doubleheader that night or that afternoon on Sunday Labor so, Weekend. Yeah. No NFL that day. And I think that's also why there's more Mountain West than CBS because they want to lead into those uh, later games, those which I felt games, they yeah. said. Excuse me, Mountain West is a big time for you? What, what's going on here? You know what I mean. Or did you say you should have said Big Ten games? That would have been better appropriate, not big time. Games. Let's just pretend I said that, Doug. <laughs> that okay. Sure, we could have said Big Ten. But I do wish I had a few more. But that Oregon State San Jose State game on Sunday will be, assuming DJU is going to be pretty good at Oregon State, which I think with Jonathan Smith being the coach there and what they've been doing the past couple of years in Pac 12, that's going to be an underrated game, I think, to watch. But I do like how they have their handful of um, over there games. I do have one joke announcement to make, kind of, or kind of a jokey thing about what we always mentioned. Did you see yeah. Ohio at San Diego State? What, where's that being played at? Do you see what channel? Ooh, wasn't that uh not see not see right? sports? It's FS1. What's going on? Aztecs are the home of the the, the Tiffany Network. What, what are they doing here? Why are they not on CBS? Yeah, sports oh, and then the Aztec the Aztecs also get Oregon State on September 16th on FS1. And, you know, wonder, wonder what's going on there. They're losing the I luster. Believe was... that, I, I believe that right now the Aztecs are the only team in the Mountain West for which we have kickoff information for every game. They're the only team oh. in the Mountain West where every game is gonna be on national TV. Oh, because the Fox game. Oh, include are you including the Fox Network games where we don't know specifically yeah. yet? Yeah. Well, okay. they're they're going to be on Fox FS1, FS2, but they're going to be nationally televised. Mm, gotcha. I, I, be... I suspect it. I suspect it's because they're one of the two teams that has played Hawaii this year. But no, actually, There's they do, the... and that game is on CBS Sports Network. So I stand corrected. So it could be FCS <laughs> game things like that. Where yeah. So I did. I make want to make that joke. Also, notice I'm just scrolling through random stuff right now. We'll kind of be more organized in seconds. Did you see what time Wyoming UNLV kicks off? 7.45 Pacific time. Well, why does the game start at 10.45? Is that, it's not World Series potential in November. Wyoming at UNLV on a Friday night. That's like a weird start time. I wonder you're what also else talking about Las Vegas. I know. It's 7.45. It's not late. I feel, like just it were, a... I feel like if it were anywhere else, it would probably be a little bit earlier. But if, when it's Vegas, Vegas is, Vegas is a late night town. Oh, it is. It's just a 45, which Rob, we're kind of, well, that's interesting. It's not as weird as I'll give you a weird time. A couple years ago, during the before the time, like the daylight saving time, Utah played Arizona midnight Eastern, technically mm-hmm. nine local because it's Pacific time at the moment. Like, what is going on? That would that's one of the most weirder kick times, excluding you know Hawaii games. So I do I do well, like it's what's it's going interesting on. you mentioned it's interesting you mentioned late kickoffs because the Rocky Mountain Showdown, Colorado State at Colorado has is an eight p.m. local kickoff. Why is that not on like a better channel? Because everybody likes them some coach. It's Prime. on ESPN. I'm just not talking about over the air channel. I want it bigger than that. So you want it on like ABC or something? Uh, yeah, why not? Do they not trust Deion Sanders to be 0 3 at the predicate? Whatever he's going to be, <laughs> where they're going to be winless probably in that game. I don't know. I It's fine. It's a pretty it's a good platform for them because everybody's going to want to talk about Deion Sanders, obviously. And. Mm-hmm. And that game's played in – is it home field again? Are they going to back to Folsom? Is that what they're doing? Back, uh, back and forth Folsom, home and yeah. home? Okay, because I forget they change it from wherever. But I'm trying to see what else is going on that weekend because because that is a, it is a 10 Eastern game. What like kickoff? Maybe BYU's not playing that night because BYU's taking up all those big 12 late-night games now, the 8-15 kickoff. Mm-hmm. But that's what week three I, – I could see Colorado State – or Colorado being losing Nebraska, losing TCU – Wanting to win badly, 
but that is a good show. I, I kid. That is a, actually a really good spot for him to be. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, am I being too much on that, saying there's other things going on that weekend that it should be on a higher network. I'm trying to see right now, but what other channel would it be on? It's, here's, I guess here's a positive. It's not Pac-12 network, which, which would have been a legit possibility the past couple of years. Yeah, or, thankfully, I think there's actually, only like two. There's only like two games that I can recall that are on the Pac-12 network. Yeah, we'll get those are probably the first couple weeks. Oh, actually, those are set up pretty far out. But it is good because I guarantee if it was non Deion Sanders coach, that would totally be a Pac-12 network game, hundred mm-hmm. percent guarantee. There is no reason for it to be on another network if it was not to see Deion Sanders in his F650 claiming he's going to wear a tank top to every game and not bundle up. Yet he bundled up for the uh, spring game. So just uh, try to see, putting out there. Let's see, I'm trying to look. Is the Arizona State Fresno game, Fresno State game has not been announced, correct? I believe, no, 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 that one's on FS1. Not every website's updated here. I need to stick to your website or our website, which That's you posted correct. out there. I did, so, I did you cross-referencing and everything. No, you did. I, I just checked one other thing here. So, is there anything that, besides over the air games, anything that stood out? Like, who, this kind of gives us a hint of who's going to be good, right? Because if you're on over the air, like, um, San Diego State is a couple, those couple games, UCLA game, Air Force, those, one of those two games are always on that particular network, the mm-hmm. over there channels. Boise State, Washington's kind of both, but a little more Washington, I would say. But anything that, like, stood out, like, I'm like, I think San Diego State's probably one of the better ones because they have, I guess just the one in CBS, but the FS1 versus OK Ohio team, their Idaho State game, FCS is on CBS Sports Network and not the Mountain West streaming. Is there any any thoughts on Utah State or any other team, Wyoming or something that stood out San Jose State? You know, it's kind of interesting the the, the different platforms that Wyoming is getting. How, what do you because see not only do they also get one of the CBS games at home, they're that season up there we mentioned earlier against the Red Raiders. Um, you know, they, they go to Texas and that game's going to be on the Longhorn Network, which I think is kind of interesting. Is that the know, last ever game Longhorn on Longhorn Network? <laughs> is that like the <laughs> last game ever, maybe? Football game? Yeah, who even knows? But, you know, they, they also get a Friday Night Border War game with Colorado State and then and then the Friday Night game that we mentioned earlier in Vegas. That's true. And then they'll get the Spectrum game. Even I guarantee it's um it's hosting Hawaii. That could be a Spectrum mm-hmm. game, possibly. And I'm betting New Mexico and Portland State are going to be Mountain West Network games streaming. Yeah, Stadium or something like that. Yeah, whatever it's whatever it's called now. But how how do they get to CBS game? I'm not dissing them, but that seems kind of you. I know it's Labor Day weekend, like San Jose State, Oregon State's on CBS on Sunday. How is like? Do you have any rationale? The reason do they think Texas Tech's going to be good? Do they like Wyoming? Is there a quota they got to figure out in Wyoming football? Uh, Mountain West football to be on CBS games. Maybe they're seeing. Maybe they're sensing some uh, Missouri Wyoming vibes from that game in what was it, twenty nineteen? Possibly, where you have uh, with the stiff arm, Brandon Tallon comes on the stage, that... kicking field goals left and right. I know games are spread they... out because you have like you have like Navy and Notre Dame's in Ireland on that Friday. You have San or maybe Saturday morning. San San Jose State USC. You have just all sorts of different games are spread out over the whole week, so it's hard to like really say. The specific reason why? Oh no, sorry, that's a week before. It's week zero games. My mistake. I'm looking at the wrong page here, but it's just kind of interesting seeing who's available and why that CBS when Texas Tech is a two touchdown road favorite at the moment. Good for them, though, right? That's right. 
it's just I'm always trying to figure things out like that. Like, well, how did it come out to be? But trying to anything anything else that what does Boise State have? Because they're projected to be pretty good. Besides the ABC game versus Washington, they have their deal where their games are on home games are on a Fox network typically. Yeah, that's right. They get they're sitting at the UCF kickoff and the North Dakota kickoff on FS1. Why can't the UCF game be like on Fox? Not big enough juice, even though everybody that's a one of the most unique games we're looking at this year. Probably. One last question for you because you went you went through this a little more than I did today. Why did America not release their TV information yet? Because at Memphis is blank. Uh, you know what? I thought I saw something about that, but I didn't get a chance to do a deep dive into it. Let me curious real quick, because that should be – it also could be future Big 12 team Memphis as well, possibly, because they're trying to leverage that as well. <laughs> Let me look at an American, because that's a reasonably – it's not like an amazing game, but it's something that's reasonable to be like, huh, that would be something to look forward to. <laughs> uh, let me just double-check here before I move on, because this is a riveting podcast as I'm clicking around to figure out what the deal is for that game. Uh, schedule 2023. It should be because Americans all on ESPN, right? Is that their whole deal? ABC, ESPN? I believe so. Let's see here. ESPN Plus. Um, I'm betting it's a six day one because they're because they they did announce games. The two their first two games for Memphis are ESPN Plus, Navy ESPN, Tulane ESPN. So it's probably a, some sort of a. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably just the six or twelve day window they're working out, which is weird for that game because. People usually want to see Boise State play. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we get to what should we get to next year? We're done with schedule talk. Go check out matchpiecemwr.com. It goes through all your team's schedule. Go check out if you're on Fox, CBS Sports Network. Um, I do find, okay, here's one team real quick. I want to list that. Look at that. CSU, one, two, three, four, five games not listed for a network, which does not bode well for them. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> I don't know. It's always hard to make like sweeping judgments about TV and whatnot because it's always so piecemeal. Mm-hmm. True. But you know, Utah Tech's going to be on the Mountain West Network. At Hawaii, it's going to be on Spectrum. And you got UNLV in Nevada. So it's like, we'll see how that works out. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get to our main topic, I guess. So that's where I'll go. Uh, we are, I put it on Twitter because, like I said, we're very close to our team by team previews. So I put it on Twitter like, hey, we want to give like predictions or big team previews or kind of just like uh, or before team previews, kind of goals or predictions. We had a good response on Twitter, MWCR. This is not me and Matt. I'm not going to give out my 10-2 Boise State prediction, which may or may not be accurate. We're not going mm-hmm. that specific, right? We don't want to give that give that out because you got to listen to our uh, full-on previews, right? We don't want to just That's give right. it away for free at the moment. You got to listen, download, we want the clicks. So we'll go in alphabetical order. Do you have, and these goals could be Anything. I put a conference goal. I put like a goal or kind of something I want to see this particular year. I didn't do a record wise. Did you do? How would you? T- how did you take this uh, assignment? I guess I was thinking about something a little, something more specific. So it was than, okay, me too. You know, win loss record. I think that's how I did too. So let's start with Air Force. What did you kind of put in there for Air Force? Because they lose some running backs, lose a quarterback. Those are kind of they lose kind of some big offensive weapons. I mean, I know that I know that you know losing the nation's leading rusher is, of course, a very big deal, and having to replace him is a very big deal. 
I, I think, think so. I honestly think that replacing Hazik Daniels is more important. Why so? Well, because a quarterback is generally the most important offense anywhere on the field uh, at any given time, and b that's especially true for you know a triple option offense where everything, all the decision making, flows through the quarterback in a, in a much different fashion. Certainly does. They got to know if they're going to, obviously the option, they're going to toss it, pitch it, run up the middle, shovel pass. They got to make that last second, like, okay, I'm getting tackled, but I'm still going to pitch it. Am I behind the line of scrimmage? So can I throw it forward? Am I at the, do I need to throw it backwards? Yeah. Those type of things. That's a pretty big deal. So what do you want to see from the quarterback? If you think that's kind of their, your biggest uh, thing you're looking at. I, I mean, honestly, it's mostly just comes down to battling regression. And I think that that's going to be you know a common theme in a lot of the things that I was thinking about for each team. I just think that, you know, at a minimum, you know, you think Zeke Daniels was somewhere between a 50 and a 55 percent, you know, completion rate. And I think more than anything, just staying above 50 percent on those 50-50 throws is going to be really important for Air Force to, to remain that conference title kind of caliber team that they have been over the last handful of years. Yeah. Like they've had how many tight ends or receivers downfield and yeah, they might complete two of, you know, he'll go three or five, for like a, like 50 yards or 75 yards mm-hmm. where it's like 20 points yeah. or reception. And also should be noted. They only returned 47% of their offense when you look at the updated uh, projection totals, but mm-hmm. that's a good spot. I went kind of a similar direction. I went more specific even more specific than that. I think a goal for them should have a 1,200 yard rusher. And when you look at that, Brad Roberts had said, you're like, well, 1,200 yards, is that a lot? Well, I went back to the CFB stats to kind of look and see. Obviously, Brad Roberts, 1,700 yards, that's a lot. 2021, you had Brad Roberts, 1,357. I'm not going to count 2020 because that's fewer games. 2019, 1,000. 2018, I don't even think they had a 1,000 yard rusher. They were... Cole Fagan had 997. It is interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm going back, Matt. Did you know how many yards Richard Penny had? Yeah, he had like 2,100, didn't he? <laughs> 2,248. I'm like, holy crap. And Donald Pumphrey had 21 before. But looking at those couple years, like Air Force had 2016, 2017, under a 1,000 yard rusher. I would say looking at that, 1,200 is pretty ambitious. But I think John Lee Eldridge might be able to get that 1,200 yard mark. He had 766 last year. Seven almost seven and three quarters yards per brush. So I think that's a I think it's a pretty lofty goal, but I think it will go in combination with your quarterback, whatever how much they're gonna rush, because quarterbacks fair force, it kind of depends if they're gonna rush for a couple hundred yards, are you gonna rush for eight hundred yards, it can be like three fifty, because last year, what did Isaac Daniels have? I'm trying to see it here. He had six ninety-five. Mm-hmm. I think it can be achievable because I'm pretty sure the new quarterback will probably have under five hundred yards rushing. And Eldridge will take like the Brad Roberts. Let me have the 26 and a half times per game. <laughs> not that many, but he'll get a, a boatload of rushing. He may he's probably not gonna keep his seven plus yards per carry average, but I think he'll mm-hmm. get at least 18 carries a game because last year he had what did he have? Set well, maybe I'm being too too ambitious, Matt. He had seven and a half carries a game. <laughs> but if he get up that yeah, and- it's like oh, if he doubles that. Not that he's equal, that's 1500 yards, yeah. Because, and, and when you think about you know where they currently stand in terms of like 
you know, overall SP plus, for example, I think that you know, they have a bigger disparity, like the kind of disparity that we would often talk about with like with regards to San Diego State, where you know one side of the ball was was either projected or in reality much further ahead than the other one. So like right now on uh, you know in the updated projection that Bill Conley put out there about a week and a half ago, I believe now at this point. You know, on defense, the Falcons are ranked 33rd. On offense, they're 122nd. And I think to your point, you know, identifying that sort of one bell cow running back is going to go a long way towards sort of definitely outstripping that projection. Yeah, that's what I think. And um, I think they'll get there. It'll be close. I don't think, were there any Air Force projections we had in our Twitter feed for people chatting with us? Not that I noticed. All right, so what do you got for Boise State? What's kind of your expectation for them or goal or something you want to see? Finish in the top 25. Okay. You think that's their baseline, what it should be for this year with the schedule, despite playing got Washington and UCF, two reasonably tough games and non-conference yeah, play? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, just based off of, you know, past precedents as well as the way that they engineered that turnaround last season – as well as the fact that they're bringing back, you know, a lot of, of, of talent from that team. I mean, to me, it just seems pretty self-evident. Like I mentioned earlier, like I thought that, that you know, they have the possibility of being a preseason top 25 team, but I think their ultimate goal should at least be to finish the year's one. Yeah, I, that's a reasonably good goal. Even if they go, say, 10-2, and two, lose Washington, UCF, there's a good possibility. I put winning back-to-back mountainous titles. Mm-hmm. Because if they're top 25, they're probably, they're not probably, they're definitely in that conversation. I could put some sort of goal about the running attack, like a combo of like 1,700 yards with uh, Genty and um, George Lani there. Could have said something about finding a more of a uh, legit go-to receiver, maybe a receiver that burst out on the scene. I think they'll find something close to that, but obviously we got Taylor Green there. Like, what's he going to do quarterback? He gets the spring, fall camp not coming in after one month after Hank Bachmeyer transferred last year, midseason. So I think kind of all that combination and fingers crossed offensive line doesn't have the uh, rotating door like it had the past couple of years for injuries, health, ineffective play, if that can be shored up. That's kind of – this is our baseline goal, but I think that's kind of a projection that should be within the realm of possibility and to, for them to go to the Mountains title game winning again. Mm-hmm. And then I think Boise State and Twitter, what was it? Like, mostly were like titles, winning this. Wasn't that basically what it was, what I saw? Yeah, I mean, it was hey, so like, like pain. One, one person, pain, one thing. Yeah, the, the, the Mr. T gif. Yeah. Hey. So I think that's all realistic. Like, I'm not saying it's championship or bust, but they're going to be in the conversation like typical every year, just about to happen for the most part. I mean, I think, but honestly, I think, though, I think if you're a Boise State fan, this should be your expectation with this year's team. Oh, for sure. Yeah, this year. I'm just saying, like, Typically every year they should be in the running or close to biting this year. If they don't make the championship game, I could see a good portion to actually be in discipline. We've said over the years, yeah. like, Hey, it's not always the goal to be there. It might be your goal, but don't expect it every year. But I think this is one of those years. If they don't get to the title game there, there could be some disappointment, but it's not going to be easy. I th- I'm, I'm high on San Jose state. I think one defense could be really good. I think with Jeff Tefford of Fresno state, there's a possibility of keeping it going to whoever's at quarterback. There's a handful of teams. Um, San Diego State's obviously always good. It's not going to be easy, but I do think with what they have returning, that should be a realistic expectation to, to get to the game and possibly win. 
Yeah. What about for uh, CSU? I have one. I probably want to do another one, but you go first, whichever. I'll think of a second one. I mean, I think the the goal should be a bowl game. Oh, you say? Oh, okay. Because well, and and I say that mostly because like that was sort of my expectation going into last year. And and obviously they didn't get there. You know, there were a lot of things that went wrong that I I didn't necessarily see coming. But you know, in the same way that we just talked about Air Force a little bit ago, you know, the fact that Colorado State is ranked uh, or is projected 118th by overall SP plus is is maybe not together not altogether that surprising. But I have to think that at a minimum they're going to be better than the 127th most efficient offense by the end of 2022. And I think, you know, depending on on how much they beat that projection by is probably going to tell the story of their season um, in, in, you know, whatever forms that takes, whether or not they're able to project Clay Millen and things like that. But if they if they do in a way that I sort of expect that they should, then yeah, I do think that six wins is possible. Interesting. I have um it is funny because I was gonna say something about Clay Millen. Because remember how we'd like, oh, they do short passes, but then you have Tory Horton who throws the ball deep. Did you know Clay Millen's actually second in the conference in yards per attempt last year at 8.2? Mm-hmm. I I kind of shocked me. But my first goal or kind of thing, I put five wins. Which People may not like, but look at their schedule. Utah Tech, yeah. UNLV, good chance. Nevada, yeah. Hawaii, yeah, that's four. Can they still win at Middle Tennessee State? Can they beat Coach Brian? Maybe. I I don't know, man. That's why I'm thinking like five, because they won, what, four games last year? Uh, so, no, they were three and nine. Oh, three and nine, sorry. So I give it two. I think two wins. And also, I've, I, it's kind of going limb. I think Clay Millen, because he has one that has arguably – no, not arguably the best wide receiver in the conference. I I'm gonna say he's going to double. His, I, I give a goal of doubling his touchdown total to twenty, and he had ten last year. And twenty would put him compared to last year tied with Jay Kaner, who played ten games, and just three behind Shavon Cordero, who played in twelve. Mm-hmm. So, is that a little spicy? Is twenty touchdown spicy, or does that go in your spicy? No, spicy? I think that's fair. That's a that's a good goal to have. I think for yeah, second year, like Dolphins line gets better, and if Tory Horton just as good, it's like man, I think that's going to be crazy. All right, what do you got for your Fresno State Bulldogs? Honestly, it should be the same as Boise. It should be oh. go win a championship. You cheated off my sheet. I put the same thing. Well, return to the title. I, I'm not even looking at your sheet. I don't know. I'm what kidding. You don't have to. <laughs> my own <laughs> private Google Doc I shared with nobody. We just think a lot like because I think that's a real but, but I th- but I think that it's even in spite of the fact that you know just going back to the to the latest SP projection for a minute, mm-hmm. you, the Bulldogs aren't number one in the in the conference anymore. Like Boise State ended up bleepfrogging them. Mm-hmm. Um, m- more to do with you know the, the a more optimistic Broncos outlook than any more or less pessimism or whatever about the Bulldogs. And I know that their situation is not the same coming into the year, but I do think that, you know, given Jeff Tedford's track record of engineering turnarounds, which he's now done basically twice in, in four or five years, um, 
you know, I have to think that you know, simply reloading is going to be a much easier task in a lot of respects. Like, I think there's plenty of reason to expect that he'll be able to identify and and help uh, you know the right quarterback thrive. I think it's fair to say that they'll probably replace a lot, if not all, of their pass catching production from last year. That they'll find some useful defenders and things like that. So it may not be the same level of of known depth that a team like Boise State might have on paper going into the year. But I think that, you know, given, like I said, given past precedents, it's it's reasonable that Preston State should once again figure to defend their title. We did have one of the biggest turnarounds in college football history. One wins to what, 10? Well, was yes. that what it was? And return and a title game appearance. Um, my only concern of that is that their road schedule is difficult. Like, I don't, non-conference games don't play into this, but they go to Purdue. Not, uh, Killer, but Coach Brom, they're pretty good. At Arizona State, still should be pretty good. Nothing overly difficult, but they go to Wyoming. Who knows what Utah State? I'm like, I have no clue, honestly. Utah State, mm-hmm. go to San Jose State, go to San Diego State. So those are their roads get slight, makes it kind of not, it's not that easy to make it there, but those are some tough games on the road, those type of games. And then they also play Boise at home, too. And so that's still my goal for them, but I still think that's going to be a tough challenge to get there. I mean, I don't think you're wrong, but I, I, I saw somebody in the in the comments mention Bulldogs by two. Ah. I'm assuming that means they win a championship game by two. Like last time. That's, just, that's by... how I'm choosing to interpret it. What else would it mean? Uh, and, and another follower at, at Bulldog Spirit underscore uh, win back the milk can plan for another conference title. Saying eleven and one because he can. Why not? So when Boise, when Boise and Fresno played the snow game, was that a two point conversion to win by two, or did they win by one? When Ronnie Rivers took that pitch in. No, that was a game winning touchdown, wasn't it? They oh, won by three. Okay, my mistake. I've tried, that's the only thing I can think of. Like by two, that's the only thing I can kind of think of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, what do you got for Hawaii? Because I struggle with this one. I think at a minimum, like even if you know the week to week performance takes on a different form from last year, I think the goal is even if you don't win more games, don't win fewer. That's a good goal. Because yeah, you know, they they outperformed in in a lot of respects last year. We've talked about it, I think, a couple times uh, in the early part of this offseason. But I do think that you know. Even if they have, you know, some lingering questions in the trenches, like you know, it's still not, uh, it's still anybody's guess what the pass rush is going to look like, what the offensive line is going to look like. But they have a quarterback. They do. They have a legion of pass catchers, and you know, if the run and shoot can get off the ground, they could cause headaches, and and even if they end up winning a couple of shootouts that they might've lost last year. Um, I, I think that at a minimum, you don't want to see like, you know, you know, the progress that they made last year. And then, you know, two steps back, I think, you know, just holding on to as much of that ground as they can, is going to be really important for them as they continue to develop. I like the more games and fewer games. That should be goal for any team that's not undefeated, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say they're going to have so – I'm changing mine up real quick because I want to add something more substantial. 
I'm going to say they're going to have like looking who's back at wide receiver group. Just not just in general. I'm not going to name any names at the moment because they're. I don't think like Jen Walthall will be that guy. Maybe it is, but I'm going to say they're going to have receiver who's in the top four of yards per attempt with the running shoot offense. Interesting. Very specific. Okay. And because they want to go deep. And for reference, last year, the number four receiver, Torrey Horton, 15.93 per catch. And he was fourth in the conference. Okay. So I think the all receiver gets about 15 yards per catch. Very specific on my part. <laughs> so why? That's not? interesting. Though. Well, I mean, like, if think about it, though, if they're doing that offense, they want to go downfield, right? Mm-hmm. They want to swing the ball. And so, remember, they don't have Dedrick Parsons anymore. Their running game is, which is important in a run and shoot, whether it's Brandon Traeger or running back. I think they still need to go downfield. I think they'll have a guy. I think they'll take the leap. Well, they won't win. Like, they still might win. Like they get remember they got crushed by Vanderbilt. They play Stanford, which Stanford sucks. They may lose to Stanford with the new head coach. They're gonna get their mm-hmm. butt kicked out of Oregon. They're gonna lose to San Diego State. They go to New Mexico, maybe not winnable. They go to all their games that are easier opponents in air quotes, like at New Mexico, at Nevada, on the road. But I think they'll be a bit more explosive offensively. That's where I'm getting at. So mm-hmm. and Nevada, oh man, I don't is Ken Wilson a good coach? Don't know. That's a problem I have. I'm trying to think of something. I, I think it's still too. I think it's still too early to tell. Here's my goal: let's have him beat Kansas at home somehow. I think that's a lot to ask because Kansas okay. looked at Athlon, Athlon's um, preseason. They put the um, oh shoot, what's his name? Whatever their quarterback's name is, a space to moment first team all quarterback for the Big Twelve and running back. But mm-hmm. Kansas kind of faded near the end. I want to see Ken Wilson come up big because their offense, Kansas' offense is going to be pretty good. I want to see them pull an upset versus Kansas. That's what I like to see. I They're probably still going to win four games. Like they could probably beat, they should beat Idaho, Texas State on the road. I think they could beat them. UNLV, you never know. They host Hawaii. I think there's a chance for a couple of, but I want to see them. My goal for them is just beat up on Kansas. Why not? I want to be ambitious here. Okay. And well, okay, so, so it's interesting seeing some of the predictions. Like our our writer Brandon has a ceiling of five wins, a floor two wins, and a prediction of four and eight altogether. I can see that. Interestingly, he also thinks that the defense will improve, but the offense might still struggle to score. Well, they don't have a quarterback yet. They lose to Atala. They lose Elijah Cooks. He's um or sorry, Elijah, wait. He's it's sorry, he's the former. No, he will at least be on the You think you're, you're thinking of his time as San Jose State? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, sorry. My mistake. I'm like, wait, stupid transfer portal within conference. Get out of here. Um, they lose BJ Castile, who's their best receiver last year, and total yards, touchdowns, and receptions, and yards per play. So, but they don't know who a quarterback is. So I don't, it's not too surprising. Yeah. And then, and then uh, Duke Rittenhouse, who, you know, of course, edits for the Nevada Appeal up in the Reno area. The mm-hmm. goal six and six in a bowl spot on a Tuesday afternoon on an ESPN network. I believe his exact funny. words were the small bowl. Yeah, and pretty much the fake Matt, the fake mummy not chime in. He typically does. And I'm disappointed. I'm calling them out. There's also a different team now, too. So right. Yeah, I haven't yeah, I haven't uh, <laughs> seen anything like that. But honestly, you know, I think 
you know, if they can get back to the to looking like the team that looked like in the first couple of weeks of last year, where the offense wasn't like you know, they they weren't lighting up the field like they were, you know, under Norvell and with Carson Strong and things like that. If the offense is functional and avoids killer mistakes, and the defense mm-hmm. can build off of you know the youngsters that that showed up and and started having you know bigger. I think roles in the, in the second half of the year. We'll talk more about in the team preview. But like, if they can get back to the way they looked in the first part of last year, like that's a much better team than I think we saw a, a lot of times in the second half of the year. Yeah. However, they were playing Texas State and teams like that. I mean, I don't think the Texas State is any great shakes. I think you know there there is yeah. a possibility that you know there are wins there if the team can pull it together. And I do think to your point, I would agree with you that, you know, solving the quarterback situation sooner than they did this time last year is, is definitely going to be to their benefit in the long run. But, you know, they have some interesting pieces in their backfield. They, they have a couple of intriguing wide receivers. Again, that's all more team preview stuff, but I can see the path. Even if it would, even if it seems like a relatively steep one. All right. Squint hard. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, New Mexico. I this is going to sound rude and mean, but I think it's very important for them to be to take the next step on some level. Play one quarterback all year. Is that too mean? No, I don't think so. You know what? You know what they, my goal for them would be? What's that? Double your win total at least. Possibility. It's not bad. What did they have last you, year? Uh, two, one they, you, they went two and ten last year with Sorry, the worst realize. possible offense imaginable, injuries yeah. and youth and ineffectiveness. Like they just got pummeled on all three fronts last year. But you also had a defense put, that, when the offense gave them a chance, was pretty good. So even though you're reloading on that side of the ball, you've lost guys to the NFL. You've got lost guys to the transfer portal. Like that's still your calling card, and it still might be pretty good. So the offense, you know, a dead cat bounce could lead to another win in itself. Let's put it that way. If the offense is functional in the same way that, like, I don't know, San Diego State was in the first half of last year. Like, you know, San Diego State was rough, but they were not as bad as New Mexico was last year. You know, with you know the Braxton Burmeister era, such as it was. If they can look that good, that's a team that could win four games. I'm gonna have another goal here because I'm look at their schedule more closely. Um, I could, I definitely can see four wins, even with bad. If I had bad eyesight, I could see four wins. I'm gonna say they're gonna start the year. Dare I say three and one? They're you get time to let that one marinate if you want to. I, that's what I'm doing. I, the pause, I got to let people like, hmm. They're not beating Texas A&M, clearly. Tennessee Tech, right? That's, they can win that game for sure. Mm-hmm. Rivalry, New Mexico State, that's not the question. At UMass, UMass is no good team, really. It's on the road, long road trip. I honestly am like, the that 3-1 non-conference play? Why not? Why not, indeed. They then another win could be Hawaii, maybe UNLV. They're both at home or at Nevada. 
So they have winnable games on here. Just they need to take a step forward. Like if Dylan Hopkins is the guy quarterback from UAB transfer, if the new offensive coordinator comes in with Danny Gonzalez another year as a head coach, I could see, I think you them getting double that win total is easily on the table. But I guess we'll see. San, we'll see. San Jose State. What's your confidence level with the Spartans this year? I would say it's reasonably high. I what, think what a that lot mean? is going to depend on how well they restock on defense. Mm-hmm. Lost a lot of guys. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, the defense was what really carried them in certain stretches last year. For as good as the offense was, it was also you know, it, you know, sort of erratic here and there. And I think the 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 reverse is maybe most likely to be true this year, where the offense looks more stable all the way around, um, but the defense still has to figure out how they're going to replace you know Viliami Fajoko, Kate Hall, Kyle Harmon. And, and while they have some guys in place ready to step up and take those roles, um, you know, we still don't know what it's going to look like until they hit the field. And so I do think that maybe if they're a rung below some of the more obvious conference title contenders this year, the floor is bowl game. The goal, I think, is probably like nine wins. Interesting. That's that's I th- that's a reasonable. I put beat Oregon State, despite I have money on Oregon State to win national title. That's a fool's bet, I think, what I did. But mm-hmm. I think I I think that's a reasonable goal because they have arguably that. Oh, we skipped San Diego State. Apologies. We'll get back to them in a moment. I realize we'll get back to the six in a second. Yeah, I can't I can't do my ABC. Sorry, people. Sorry, Aztecs fans are yelling at me. You skipped. You're going in order. But Shavon Cordero could be. That's another goal, maybe first team all conference quarterback, which is what what that's what he was last year. He was the best quarterback mm-hmm. in the conference, and he was um off was he offensive player of the year as well. I think uh, I have that actual no. page up here. No, it was not. It was uh, Brad Roberts. Okay, that makes sense. But no, sorry, Jay Cater was first team. My bad. He was he was a uh, second team quarterback. Again, jeez. Uh, but all I think he could be the best quarterback in the conference. I think Oregon State's being slept on. San Jose State's been slept on the past couple years, but I do think your defensive analysis is correct, losing all those guys, multiple conference players of the on defense. But I think beating Oregon State in week two, or I guess their second game, but week one, actually, because they have uh, USC the week prior, week zero game. Mm-hmm. That'll be tough, too, because that'll be playing USC, a tough team, playing another getting beat up, playing Oregon State is at home. But I think that's I think that's one of the big goals ever, like beat, beat Oregon State at home. And is their stadium, is it all finished, completed yet? Is it good to go? All the upgrades? So far as I can recall, I think they're still working on it. But don't okay. quote me on that. Guess what? It's better than Oregon State, who, like, when Utah's there, like, you're not to go. Like, you, they can only fit, like, 8,000 people. Kind of kidding, but not <laughs> really. For how much research stadium was getting redone. Like, basically, let's redo the whole stadium, but still play there as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, a, what was it? There was a game. Oh. I forget what it was, but there's a game where like there's a crane in the it wasn't the Oregon State, but some of the maybe it's Baylor or something construction. They like cranes behind the goalposts and stuff, just sitting there. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. But I think beating Oregon State's a pretty good goal. Ambitious as well. I do like your nine wins as well. I could make alternative, like a stretch goal. Like if you want to get those stretch goals for your Kickstarter, get to the Mountainous title game would be a good stretch goal for them as well, I think. There you go. I like that idea. We should have done that idea from the from the beginning. Yeah. Honestly. I apologize. Hey, we'll do stretch goals during the week. Uh, we'll do it, team we'll by do team it next previews. year. It's fine. That's a good one. See, I can write that down, stretch goals. All right. Uh, 
San Diego State. I could have two, but I went with one. Um, I they finally maybe fingers crossed have a quarterback in Jalen Maiden. It looks like is new offensive coordinator Ryan Lindley going to use him properly? My goal for them would be to have him be a all conference quarterback postseason, which means first or second team, and I think that's a pretty big goal. I mean, I think. I mean, I would have said my the same goal? thing, honestly. Oh, what? No, 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 oh my no. goodness, we're amazing. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you know, just in terms of SP plus, like their situation is not altogether dissimilar from the from what we talked about with Air Force earlier. You know, I mentioned that I thought you know placing Zeke Daniels was more important than replacing Brad Roberts, and and obviously you know, the, the Aztecs aren't having to replace anybody per se. But I think it is incredibly important that Maiden is the answer. Exactly. Because of the fact that, you know, while they have you know, a, the, a projected defense of, you know, to be, excuse me, 56th in the country on that side of the ball, on offense, their projection is still just 110th. And I think that Maiden is likely to be the X factor and whether or not they can rise above that projection. And if they can, this is the team that could be going places this year. They have a good enough defense and a strong and and with Maiden on his A game, a good enough offense to threaten for a conference championship. Yeah, they're full. Also, another goal could be have a can we just do a mini goal, 800 yard rush running back? Because their running attack has been pretty subpar the past couple of years. There we go. So I'll do that one too. All right. UNLV. Brian and Mary's go go offense. The most excited I'm well, okay, that's fair. Me too. That's where I'm getting at. We just gonna give it out and go to the next team. All right, let's go to Utah State. No, no, no. Okay. Just... <laughs> yeah, I say bowl game, despite I still think they should not have uh let go of the um oh geez. Um I was gonna say Tony Sanchez, Marcus Roy, apologies. Marcus Roy. Like, wait, Tony, yeah. Tony Sanchez was two coaches ago. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, no. I think a bowl game is a possibility. Losing Aiden Robbins to BYU is a big deal, but you are extremely high on Doug Brumfield. Um as am I, assuming he's healthy, which is good. And I do think like Vanderbilt, they could win. You like their non-conference schedule is tricky because just because they have Michigan, but overall they could probably beat Vanderbilt. That shouldn't that shouldn't be too difficult at UTEP. Yeah, we'll see. They get CSU at home. They go to New Mexico. Not very, not overly difficult in my opinion. But it'll take some work to get the bowl game. But I want to see this Brendan Marion's offense and people to actually see what it can do, where he's actually the OC, and not just the quarterbacks coach or receivers coach because remember he was with jordan addison and uh kenny pickett right was he there kenny pickett correct or is it keenan slovis kenny pickett i believe yeah, he's there with kenny pickett yeah yeah because yeah, slovis was last year and he's wasn't there last year he was at texas mm-hmm. so he's been part of that offense he was part of hawaii's offense when they had those with three off three major receivers texas improved this past year queen years at quarterback i don't i can't name a receiver but he was with texas when they improved obviously and now he comes with unlv Thank goodness Bobby Petrino's not around because that was the stupidest move ever. And he can go hang out with his uh the good old boy network of the bot with um stupid Jimbo Fisher who's thinking about Texas Longhorns all the time despite not being the same conference. But I want to see that offense succeed. But I think a bowl game is my goal for them as well. I don't know if they'll get it. I don't know if I'll predict it, but I think that's a how close to were last year a reasonable goal. Yeah, I mean, I think it mostly comes down to just 
proving that last year the defense wasn't a fluke. But you know, the offense is definitely getting a lot more attention. But you know, the defense did a few things well, and you know, had a few had a few areas in which they were lacking. You know, I think the one thing that they did really well was force turnovers, and that's not always something you can rely upon from year to year. If that makes sense, yeah. mm-hmm. turnover luck. But but they but they have the athletes to be able to do it, and and I think it's interesting that you know, despite the fact that you know they're 108 overall on SP plus, going back to the preseason projections one more time, they're actually projected ahead on offense than on defense. In 98th on offense, 109th on defense. I think it's likely that they'll beat those projections on both sides of the ball. But I do think whether or not they get to six wins is going to depend on whether or not the defense can keep them from, from losing, you know, these sort of maybe coin flippish type games that they might have lost in the last handful of years. Mm-hmm. Like if, we're, if I'm doing a real quick survey of bowl possibilities. They need to beat Bryant, Vanderbilt, UTEP, Hawaii, Nevada, and New Mexico. I would throw I teams mean, like Colorado State and Wyoming in there as well. I don't maybe see. I guess CSU at home. I wouldn't say Wyoming, but I wouldn't lean that way. But I'd put that a little bit tougher. But I'd include definitely CSU. All right, what do you got for Utah State? Because they were clearly a Jekyll behind last year. Quarterback injuries. Got their butt kicked by Weber State and Alabama. One of those was expected one, obviously, not FCS team, despite being a playoff contender, Wildcat program for recently. I, I'm i going to go, I got two. Injuries are kind of hard to go with, like quarterback injury, keeping Cooper got healthy because they went through so many quarterbacks last year with, uh, was it Andrew P? No, um, not P. Levi Williams, excuse me, the other Wyoming guy. Uh, Cooper guy, you had Logan Bonner. Besides that, I think they just can't have a slow start like last year. They got to be maybe not as good as they were at the end of the year, but they just can't be just dreadful and just like literally looking like the worst team in the Mountain West. It's not even close. If they can be okay, like be better than that, but their schedule's not easy. They got James Madison, who's really good coming to town. They go to Iowa, who who knows how that'll turn out. Defense will probably smother them and they'll lose 26 to 7. They're going to beat Idaho State, but they got UConn on the road who went to a bowl game last year. They got Air Force mixed in there on the road. It's going to be. They can't be. They can lose some of those games. They just. I just want them to be more competitive early on, because sw- flipping around back and forth like they did, it's not a good way for success. It's just hard and to know what they are. And I want to know what teams are, but I don't want teams to be so out there and so amazingly bad, and then turn around and like the past couple of years, like who's you just like, I don't know. They're pretty good. Because remember last year they were reasonably the score is deceptive, but they are right there, one score game, almost beating Boise State. I just want them to be more consistent. That's kind of what my thing is. And that'll lead to more wins. Talking about the Aggies is sort of challenging in this respect. Yeah. Because, you know, whatever goal you want to set for them, you have to account for, I think, the reality that, you know, we, we've been talking about the preseason SP plus projections. But the other thing that, that Connolly also provided on ESPN about a week ago was updated returning production. From 2022, and as of right now, for you know year-over-year production, the Aggies are dead last in the Mountain West, and it's not close. Yikes! You know they're, they 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 returned 41 percent of their overall production from a year ago. New Mexico, who is next to last, 
returns 53%. Mm. Both of those teams were hit very hard by the portal, of course. But it makes it tricky to know, okay, well, they're bringing, like, they have a lot of talent. I think the one thing I will say is I do think that there's too much talent for them to take another step backwards. I would agree with that. You they know, lost and, all the guys and, to portal to Big Twelve and BYU. Lost like VJ Vonkapot or AJ Vonkapot tackle machine and other players to the Big Twelve. So that's the only concern where there's a small chance. But I still don't think losing those players they'll take that much step of back. If any, they shouldn't. Yeah. So it, and it's and it's less about you know the guys that we're definitely familiar with like Laga and, and and other guys like that. It's it's the guys who are definitely going to take on bigger roles in 2023 you know like for for every ike larson who was definitely a standout as a freshman you, know, you got to think about like you know a max alford or uh you know guys along the, you know who are stepping up along the offensive line like cole Motes is going to be stepping into one of those offensive tackle spots he's going to be you know in a very he's going to have some very big shoes to fill regardless of whether he's taking over for jacob south or alfred edwards Exactly. Uh, so I don't know if that watch? necessarily oh. I don't know if that necessarily counts as a goal, but I think that <laughs> sure should definitely is. be your baseline. I like you know there there's still enough there that anything less than a bowl season should feel like a disappointment. And it, based off of the responses that we got, um, you know, some of which were very tongue in cheek. I think multiple people predicted that they'd actually have a team field. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. Yeah, <laughs> that that's season. a positive. Hey, just saying. Yeah. Um, that's why I said transfer score (laughs) yeah but the idea is like they'll you know like Benjamin Phillips for example um, mentioned that he thinks they'll surprise and be a top three team in the conference I wouldn't that wouldn't be overly shocking based on talent they have but I wouldn't believe until it happens based on the past year and a half I guess well no past year year before remember they won they went to the uh, they won the title game went to the Vegas Bowl, so. Yeah. Wyoming. This goal is probably not minimal, but from what we described during our, and we discussed prior podcasts and our staff voting, defensive line and other positions, number one defense in the conference. That, I think, should be their number one goal. And despite losing guys like USC, but who they have returning and what Craig Bull typically does, I'd, I'm more confident in Matt choosing defensive goal than I would choosing any offensive goal because Craig Bull lies to us about them wanting to throw the ball more, and I'll never trust him. I could make another goal of something with the running backs, but I'm just going to go pretty basic and run of the mill that they're defensively best in the conference. You know, it's interesting because I think we got more responses about Wyoming than any other team when we put our call for for like goals and predictions. And what's really interesting is is sort of where they end up coalescing, like you know, fake Wyo Sports goal of eight and four, prediction of six and six. Um, yeah, I think uh, I believe Jim at Comaval is a Wyoming fan. I apologize if I'm wrong about that. Mentions ten and two, uh, but you more often than not you see like seven and five, eight and four, eight wins, and goal of nine and three, prediction of six and six. There was John U with lots of H's in their Twitter. He goes, people don't want to admit it, but Andrew Peasley, the best quarterback since Josh Allen. Sure. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I'm gonna okay, so I'm gonna go back to the SP plus well one more time. Yes, please do that. Tell people what's going on. 
Okay, and I'm and I'm gonna t- and this is something I'm definitely gonna come back to when we get to the Cowboys team preview. Mm-hmm. No team in the Mountain West had a bigger bump from the February to the May projections SP plus than Wyoming did. Plus nine was overall. This, was this based on transfer report portal stuff? I'm assuming. Not necessarily, because in terms of returning production, they are still number one in the Mountain West as well. But they actually saw a little bit of a dip. You know, they dipped, I believe it was 82% before. Now it's down to 74% overall. And and granted, like, you know, in terms of like where they stand in the Mountain West, they're still fifth. You know, they're behind San Diego State, Air Force, Fresno, Boise, 92nd overall. 121st on offense, 62nd on defense. This is a team that should expect to compete for the conference championship this year. Oh, boy. The fans should be expecting it because they have never, to my, as far as I can tell, as far as I can recall, I will probably do some digging before we get into the team preview later this summer. Good call. <laughs> they have this rare advantage of continuity. Mm-hmm. That if they sputter to six or seven wins, like that's got to feel like a huge disappointment. Their offense needs to crack the top. Wyoming fans, Wyoming fans, I'm going to tell you this early. I'm going to tell you this more often this offseason. You need to start thinking bigger, demanding more for 2023. Yeah, they've been demanding more for a while. I think their offense needs to be top 100 SP plus. They're 121 right now. Yes. And part of that historical. Quarterback play been bad. Running back play is going to lead the way, like they've done the past couple of years with Xavier Holiday and those type of players, Titus Swen. But I think they need to be a top hundred offense. I I also think. Well, did I mention my goal? What it was? Uh, oh yeah, number defense. Also, you another goal. Another goal. Beat freaking Texas Tech. There's no reason Texas Tech should be a two uh, two touchdown road favorite over you guys. Zero reason. Beat Texas Tech at home. On CBS, on national television, on over-the-air network TV. Go ahead and beat Joey McGuire and Texas Tech. They're not Texas Tech's not gonna see a defense this type all year against Wyoming. As Wyoming, that's good. Big 12 defenses obviously are traditionally not known to be amazing. Um, I don't have another schedule real quick for Texas Tech, but I can guarantee it may not be the toughest defense, but it's, it, well, it could be. It, It'll be one of the they probably I think they play Oklahoma who will have a good defense. They also play freaking Oregon, which is crazy. Um trying to double check real quick who they play. Out of the possibility, as I keep stretching to find here. The defense versus Wyoming, Texas Tech. It's gonna be top worst top three. Come on, load. Oregon's defense is good, but it's fine. They BYU's defense, new coordinator and Jay Hill there should be okay. They play Texas, fine. TCU, okay. They don't play. Again, they don't play Oklahoma. So there's a legit chance the toughest defense they play all year could be at Wyoming. Is that too far-fetched? That's far an fetched? interesting thought, isn't it? Well, they they host Oregon. Oregon's good offensively. Defense is above average. But Wyoming's going to be a neighbor. Tarleton State, whatever. At West Virginia, no. Houston, not necessarily with a Dana Holgerson there. He's all, all gas. At Baylor. They're more offensive guy. Even though Dave Randis head coach, they're more of an offensive team. That'll be a solid defense, clearly. That'll be one in the conversation. Again, at BYU, new they have some players, but new coordinator. At Kansas, no. UCF, no. Texas, we'll see. Top three at worst, but there's a there's a I could 
I could vamp and make the argument that it might be and very well could be in that conversation. If they get mm-hmm. DC QB play, I don't see why they can't beat Texas Tech at home. Like Texas Tech, does it does that Texas Tech Red Raider team scare you? I haven't done any homework on them yet, so I I cannot have an opinion on it. Okay, but we know they typically it'll be that's what it'll be an offensive team. That's what they typically do, even with Joey McGuire. When they had Matt Wells, they had other guys before, obviously Coach Leach and other in the past, um, one of the Dykes guys is there, I think it was at one point, if I'm correct, I might be wrong. But I could, like, I don't, it'll be a challenge defensively, which we both know. And so that's that's another goal I have. Do you have any conference-wide goals? I have one, if you don't. Okay. Mountain West champion gets back to New York Six Bowl game. Hmm. Okay. We got teams moving up to the Big Twelve. The biggest challenge hurdle is Tulane and App State. I want to say Wyoming plays App State this year at home. So that's another game we could look at to be a tough one for App for Wyoming. But there's not that many T. I know we got to do a lot of research. It could be Toledo from the MAC. They won a MAC last year. Um, probably nobody nobody from Conference USA, but. The American, maybe Memphis, they step up. I don't buy them, but Tulane, or it's not Tulane, Tulane's the toughest one. But if we believe the hype, what Boise State could be, or what I think potentially maybe San Jose State could be for who they play, like I think that's I think that's a realistic realistic goal to be there. It's been a long time. You know what? I'll allow it. I gotta yeah. I gotta think about that some more. But what other goal? Like what other big time goals? It's hard to pick a goal for a conference. Could it be? Four teams of ten wins. That's very difficult to predict. Could it be uh, some sort of All American? I even know Wyoming. Oh shoot, for who was was named Athlon's second team All American, I believe. List was it a uh, John Hoyler, wasn't it? Correct. Yes, I just think for a moment I got the email the other day. Could it be a first team All American player? That's hard to get. But and that's that's a goal. I don't see why that's. It's been a while. Since Danny's not around, UCF's not around, Houston's not around. Those are the big teams that moved up, but you got two freaking Tulane, who's really good and returns a lot of players from last year and their head coach. So I'm going to say that's somebody cool. should, okay. Somebody should be in a position to knock off a top 25 team this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good one, too. I like that. I don't know Dude, who it would be. We would need to see top 25 rankings, first of all, to do that. Yeah. You know, you think of, I'm, I'm thinking about teams like Oregon State. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, like App State, if if the Mountaineers get off to a hot start, you know, and, something and for, like if they're allowed that. to be ranked because they're a G five, right? <laughs> yeah, or like a you know UCLA versus San Diego State, like a t- like one of those. You see, you wait, 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 hold on. UCLA is not going to be ranked. Shut your mouth. They are not going to be ranked. You n- they you lost Zach Charbonnet. DTR is gone. Or here's here's what I'm looking at FPI real quick. Oregon State's twenty fourth. Um, Texas Tech is twenty two. You have Washington's 21, so Boise State, Wyoming, those type of games. New Mexico isn't being Texas A&M. I don't know why Florida Gators 19, but that's a ridiculous list. Am I looking at 20? UCLA is 24th in SP Plus projections by now, right now, by the way. Okay. All right. Okay. That's, okay. I'll, well, I'll allow that as well as you allow my other one. That's good. Um, TCU 17, they're on, the, they're on the schedule here. Um, nobody plays Utah this year. Not being Oregon. I don't think uh, – who plays Oregon? I, I forget. Yeah, that's I like that one. I like being a top twenty-five team. That's a good. Somebody one. should. That's my that's yeah. my goal. And there'll be chances. Anything else we want to add for this particular show? SP Plus related or anything else we missed or 
get to? Or you want to get off the chest? I believe, I believe we're all set. All right. MWR.com is our website. MWCR Twitter. Me and Matt, you and I, we got some planning to do to do a, a projection or not projection, but a um, order of predicting and talking about each of these 12 teams coming up. So I guess that's our next podcast at some point, right? Yeah, we'll start. We'll start coming up with a plan. We have currently our non-conference previews or not, not in the conference preview, non-conference ranking of games. We'll have some non-conference previews, early previews. We have some other stuff. We're looking up rankings type stuff and some other divisional type things we're getting to. It is clearly off season. We're inching closer within 100 days. We're within 90 days. I want to say as well, what are we 89 days away? Something like that. Yes. As of May 31st. So, Check us out. We'll be active on Twitter as long as that's around everywhere else. We're on Facebook too. We posted there recently because, well, we forgot about it. So go hang out at Facebook and, hey, like and share our post too. We appreciate it as well. And we'll see you guys um, probably in a couple days because we're probably going to attempt to get back to doing our once a week Sunday, Monday schedule to start previewing all 12 teams and the top 50 countdown. A lot of work there. We're going to work on. We'll be up shortly within the next uh, month or so. So we'll see you next time, folks.